The Missing Intelligence Podcast is part of the Acast Creators Network. Guten Tag, goodbye. Um, yeah, I'm down for um, just doing a short episode, mate. Yeah, like a little 45 minute, hour long thing. We'll just say, look, we're just doing a short episode this week. Um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just sort of keep it brief, you know? Yeah, get me real back. But I'll be home at about, um, oh, let me see, about 10 past 6. Give me time to have my dinner, which will be roughly half an hour. So I shall be on at about 7, roughly, maybe before. But I'll give you a little call beforehand and then we can get going. Well, thank you, Joe, for that rather lovely introduction to the, what we're kind of doing this episode. Um, and welcome the listeners to the Missing Intelligence Podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, Joe. Oh. This is a really odd intro. Mm. Um, we'll roll with that it. Again? Oh, no, okay. No, we'll, roll we'll roll with it. We'll roll. All right. Um, welcome to the Missing Intelligence Podcast. We are two mates with a lot to say, but no one to say it to. My Hello. name's Michael, and I'm with Joe Barker. Hello, Joe. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, so as you kind of may have gathered from Joe's intro, uh, we're kind, we were hoping to have the episode that was lost recovered, but alas, it was too corrupted to be able to edit. So we're trying to do like an impromptu the night before it releases kind of episode. So it's gonna be a really quick one today was unfortunately going to be no question from disco and it's just gonna be a little bit of a a short chat today. So without further ado, Joe. How are you? What have you been up to? I'm good, thank you. Um, I this week watched the first episode of Loki. Nice season, season two. two. Season nice. two. Um, yeah, brilliant already. I'm engaged. It's gone back to the Marvel TV shows that quest you you have questions for every week. And to be fair, I did kind of promise myself that. With this season, I was going to wait till they all come out so I could binge it all in one go. But yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, doing it this way, we can talk about each episode week on week. I we suppose. can do, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So, so already in question one, you've got questions. In, yes, already in episode, in episode one, you've got questions. So. Yeah, so it's 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 really interesting. There's a post credit scene as well, which kind of gives quite a bit of insight into what happened with certain characters. Um. Yeah, there's just a, a something has happened to Loki, um, and they're basically trying to figure that out, what's causing it and how they can rectify it. So, is this straight after the previous yes. series, or is there yes, stuff literally that's... no, literally straight after? Um, we get Ki Haikwan as well in this episode, um, who we talked about briefly before. Um, he's amazing. Just completely steals the show. I feel in the okay. first episode. Um, Interesting. This is the guy from Indiana Jones. Every short round. Yeah, yeah, and, and everything, every, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so far so good. I, I would say this is the first TV show in a little while that's really sort of brought it back up to MCU movie standard. It doesn't feel like it's just a little add-on kind of scenario. Yeah. Okay, so th- th- is there no mention of anything? Sorry, there's a dog. <laughs> right. the dog's gone mental. Um, so there's no mention about anything that's gone on in the films at all. It's all it's literally straight after. Yeah, 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 exactly. Straight after, roll straight in. We... So what about, like, does the cane in, in the Loki series, does he know what's going on with the other canes? No. Not from Quantum Mania. No, not at the moment. He, the way he sees, so he obviously knows that there's multiple Kang from the conversation that they had at the end of season one, in the last episode of season one. Um, And he goes back and tells everyone that uh, what Sylvie done because he didn't actually see Sylvie. uh, uh, Hold on, spoiler alert for season one. Please bear in mind. He didn't actually see Sylvie kill, um, kill him, kill uh, the one who remains. So he's kind of he he's kind of assumes that that was what happened, right? Um, but yeah, it's 
really good. As I say, it's it's really brought it back up to the standard that we that we're used to with with Marvel, in my opinion. Well, in terms, what well, in terms of the quality of it, or yeah. like the writing, quality, the... writing, the being immersed and wanting that next episode to come. I feel like right. the last sort of ones, it's been like right, you watch an episode and then okay, next week is now another episode. And then, then the week after, it's just another episode. Whereas this right. one, it's, I, I can't wait for the next episode. Which okay. is what you want out of these TV shows. And this is what it was like when WandaVision come out, when Loki season one come out, when um, even up to like Hawkeye. Because um, it did just keep you wanting more rather than just I'm watching. Loki was the only thing I kept oh. wanting more from. Yeah. Um, I think WandaVision not so much. See the thing with WandaVision, I think because WandaVision was so surreal and bizarre, it was kind of like you were tuned in every week because you just wanted to find out more information as to what was going on. Yeah, and I suppose like the first sort of four or five episodes, you don't really know what's going. No, on, so you can't. But then that kind of you're kind of like, oh well, I don't know what's going on. Let me watch the next episode. And then you still don't know an issue. Oh, I can't watch another episode. Yeah. It's kind of like I that think the rather good, than... The good thing about that, obviously, when they first released that, they released the first three episodes in one go. Because yeah. it was the first Marvel TV series. Yeah. yeah. But I think when you compare it to like this new Loki season compared to um, Secret Wars, there is just no comparison between the two. Which one, Secret Wars? Secret Wars was the, one the from... last one that came out, which was with, um, which followed Fury, Nick Fury. Oh, Fury! Yeah, you weren't a big fan of that. No, was not you? really. That was definitely the epitome of I'm just watching this because it's a new Marvel thing, and right, just in okay. case there's anything that ties in any yeah. of the new films. Oh, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I've aired my opinion on the new Marvel phases quite a lot. I've not really been a big fan, so I'm not really eager to to watch this. Even though I did like season one, well, the, I think I'm going to yeah, wait until it's. I'd out. say watch this because it doesn't. It still feels like a confined story about Loki. It's not okay. It's not going. Oh, and this happened to the immortals, and this happened to Captain America, right. and this happened to him. It it is sort of just the introduction of this character through Loki's eyes, and I think, yeah, in my opinion, they should have carried on this story before they brought out Quantum Mania, because I think Quantum Mania belittled Kang. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure we said that. Yeah, before, no. whereas this, it's still, it's still bigging Kang up like he's the big bad, and I think it could have done a little bit more of that to drum up the suspense, like they did with Thanos. Yeah, if only, uh, if only Loki knew that little old Ant Man beat him, <laughs> maybe he wouldn't be so yeah scared, scared of him. Or whatever yeah, word exactly. is exactly um, stalled. Death startled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, yeah. Like I say, I'm sure we'll we'll be reviewing that every week as it comes out yeah, with you. Definitely. Maybe I maybe I will watch it just to join in with you. Yeah, yeah. Give it give give it a watch, and then yeah, like you say, going week for a weekly. Once a week, we'll 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 chat about the yeah. newest episode. Definitely, I think that could be a cool way to to take this podcast a new a new direction. Yeah. Um, Mike. I'm not going to forget this week. What have you oh been up god. to? Oh my god, pinch me. Am I, am I dreaming? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm actually interested in you. <laughs> oh wow. Um, what? I've, all of a sudden, have you got on everything I've done? Um, <laughs> um, what have I been up to? Um, oh, I've been watching lots of films as well. So I've made a list. Um, so obviously Saw 10 came out not too long ago or is coming out. Saw X. Saw X. Sorry. Yeah. So on Netflix is Saw 1 and 2. So I've watched Saw 1 and 2 again. Okay. And I was, as I was watching Saw 1, I, I, (laughs) I remember it being, I remember when it, 
watching it the first time, it was kind of like a groundbreaking horror film. Like it hadn't really that kind of film hadn't really been done before. Mm. Watching it back now, after seeing everything else that's come out since horror film wise, it's really bad. <laughs> it's not cool. The acting's the acting's crap. Yeah. The gore, there's there's actually hardly any gore. Yeah. Like it's just like a bit of blood. That's and why you're seeing I, things happen, but you don't actually see yeah. the gore. And that's why I found that I was okay watching the first couple, right, and not the newer ones. But I think at least, I well, I said this before. I think when we were talking about Sorex, that I liked the first two because they had somewhat of a story. But I think they just had more story than the others. <laughs> I don't think the yeah. story is actually that that good in hindsight. Yeah. Um. I mean, the the story is pretty good. Mm. It it's kind of far fetched. Yeah. But like, I think it's it it's trying to be its own world. You know, it's not quite in reality. You know, it's supposed to be its own thing. Yeah. I reckon in hindsight they could have done a little bit better setting up that he's this serial killer that's everyone's trying to get be after. It kind of seems like that this is the first one he's done. Yeah, didn't really do a good job of setting him up. Anyway, but I've been watching that. Um, I don't know where to find the rest of the uh, series and and whatnot. So I'm going to try and hunt them down and finish off the series before I go and watch all ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've watched a new film called. Knock at the cabin. Have you have you heard this? Have you seen about this? <laughs> is this um <laughs> is this one with Dave Batista? It is. Yeah. So ye, I haven't actually watched it, but I know quite a lot about it because it was based on a book. I oh, was it really the cabin at the end of the world. Oh, but they yeah, I mean, changed yeah. the title because it's a bit of a giveaway to what the film's actually about. I mean, yeah, but it kind of gets told to you fairly straight. So that's fairly early on. Oh, okay. Goes on, but yeah, it's that film with Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty good. It's all right. It's um, what can I liken it to? Have you seen Hush? No. With the girl, the woman who's deaf, and there's someone trying to like kill her, torment her, or kill her. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it because there was two. Didn't that come out at the same time? Of- as the blind or the deaf guy who someone breaks into his yeah. house and he kills them all. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of that kind of movie where it's kind of like a home invasion. Yeah. There's there's a motive mm-hmm. that's convoluted. It's it's alright. Yeah. It wasn't it's not the greatest of films. It's um but it's what's his name, I, isn't it? The director that done Unbreakable M M Shamalan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Or as South Park say, M. Night Shaman Naman. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it was all right. It's got one Reasley in it as well. Oh, mm. Rupert he, Grint. I'm, I'm not going to say that actually as a spoiler. Oh. But yeah, he's he's not in it very long. No, he's not in um, it. No Rupert Grint for you. <laughs> or is there? Uh, <laughs> who else is in there? I didn't really. I, there were the, one of the actors I noticed, but I couldn't remember. I think he's from. Yeah, so it's got the guy from Mindhunter in it, if you've seen that. Have you seen that? No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really meant that, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I actually recommend that if you have, if if you want a new series to watch. It's about this team of people that were the team that put together the serial killer um, like profiling system in America. Oh, Okay. Um, so he goes around and interviews him and his team go around and interview serial killers and try and catch them and stuff. Yeah. Um, so he's like the main guy in that, and he's he's in this film, knocking knock at the cabin. I see. I don't think it is a surprise that Rupert Grint's in it because he's on the he's in the poster. Yeah. yeah, no, but I was trying to like not give away what happens to him. Oh, I see. Um, he yeah. goes on to live a fruitful life. I mean, he's a bit of a knobhead, if I'm honest. <laughs> what Rupert uh, Grint or the character? The, the character in which <laughs> Rupert Grint is playing. Yeah, he's a bit of a prick. Oh, okay. Um, I think I think David Batista is actually pretty good in this. He comes. He's he's supposed to be this um, sort of soft character, but obviously he's really built. So it kind of like it's that juxtaposition type thing, right? 
And I think he does that really well. I like um, Dave Bautista as an actor. I think this is probably one of the first films that he'd done that he was trying to move away from being typecast. Because he, he yeah. said in an interview that he doesn't really want to be one of these wrestlers turned actors that just do like action, action films, films and stuff. maybe yeah. a little bit of a dig at certain people. But um, he actually <laughs> wanted to do like films that he re- really interested him and got to sort of expand on his ability of, of being an actor. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the most, you know gut-wrenching of performances, but he, he plays his character well, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's worth a watch if you've got nothing else to do, but it's not. It's, I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. Right. Um, I had just happened to watch it on an afternoon kind of thing, yeah. so it wasn't, it's not that deep. But it's on now TV, I think. Oh, okay, I'll give that a watch. Um, <clears throat> so in, in the last episode, Mike, just while we were on horror films, um, yeah. I did bring up that I watched a film called No One Will Save You, Oh, that's right. Uh, which yeah. is a Hulu exclusive or on Disney Plus if you're in the UK. Um, and it's basically about a girl who's kind of, she's like a homebody. She's been cut off by the rest of her town for reasons that become clear a bit further on in the film. Um, but she gets invaded by aliens and it basically unfolds over about like a week and every evening she keeps getting invaded by these aliens and, and it's getting more and more intense. But the hook for the film is that there is only eight line, uh, eight words spoken in the whole film. It's very interesting and it's very clever how they... Is that, is that including the songs that get played? <laughs> uh, yes, I Because like, the radio comes on I at some point. I think so, you know? because... The music that she plays and listens to is all classical music, so I don't yeah. think there was any lyrics. I could be wrong because it might have yeah. been fifty. So since that episode, Joe, I, f- I forgot to put this on my list. I've actually watched that. Oh, as you well. did watch so it. We can, oh, okay. we can talk about oh, it. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah. I, I think I think I enjoyed this film more than I enjoyed Knock at the Cabin. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, which isn't to say Knock at the Cabin's bad. It's just I think this is pretty good. Because when we spoke about it before, you were quite hesitant on the fact that it was only. There wasn't much speaking in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said, it, it, I, I I hope you agree with me now that it, the way that they do it is very interesting and it's still, yeah. you're still able to be engaged in the film and also yeah. understand the story behind it all without much talking. Yeah. And, you, and you're kind of, because it's like aliens and you, you get you, there's points where you actually quite intimately see the aliens you're kind of inquisitive in what's going on as much as she's scared and inquisitive herself yeah. you know um i yeah. like that no, as I, well. I really it good. didn't it didn't use the horror tropes of trying to hide what the aliens yeah that's what i was like. expecting it yeah. was just fully this is an alien look at the alien and they didn't try and do any craziness well especially with the first ones that you see there's no like mm-hmm. it's not like this mad insect looking alien it is pretty much a bog standard what we would yeah, like, uh, see as an alien yeah. big eyes like big cartoon aliens. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it's not little bit when they get a bit gangly yeah i was gonna say i don't i didn't really take that yeah because it's kind of like it's kind of like like transformers at that point you know where each car's got his own little thing that's different to the yeah. other ones like it's just uh, really... I think I think that the way that I see it is that the two original ones that she sees that are actually look like legitimate aliens and spoiler alert but for this film by the way just in case you do want to see it we are going to be talking about spoilers going forward but the first two aliens that she sees the ones that can use telekinesis I think they're like a higher life form of the aliens and then the ones that you see a little or, bit later that are all gangly and long are like alien soldiers. creatures or soldiers. Yeah, I was going to say, unless the first couple that you see are like the scouts. Potentially, yeah. You know, Yeah, and then they send down the, the ones that are actually... More... You know you know what I thought was hilarious, though? Yeah. It's it's feet. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like running on his toes. <laughs> yeah. 
there was that bit and there's also a bit all i can the best way i could describe it is like alien tacking do you know that the dance craze that was tacking when you just use your arms and you'll have to google it to understand what i'm talking about because i cannot right. do it i'm trying to show you on the video when they're doing all this and they do like Basically, when he's, I think he's trying to call the mothership or something, and he's just like throwing oh, <laughs> his arms around like I, I just was, oh, and yeah. I just slapped the microphone away from myself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought yeah. that was very weird, but I think all in all, yeah, but it was good. It was good. yeah, no, I was gonna say I think it's good. I think that kind of thing. I think they're trying to make it seem like they're aliens more than there are, you know. Yeah. Why not just do a telekinesis beam or something? Right, yeah. Just do that or some kind of technology. Yeah. Why do you need to do some weird dance to make it seem like you're more alien than you are alien? <laughs> you know? yeah. I think that was just, yeah, I, I think that's all that was. Yeah. Um, but I quite like the ending's quite good. Mm. I'm not, I'm not going to say too much no. about the ending because, you know, we have to hide some spoilers. Yeah. But I think the ending, I thought it ended quite, quite well. Yeah. And I think, like, like I said, before, I keep saying, like I said in the last episode, but we can't get that episode, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> it's not coming back. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, the, it, the way that the story unravels, and it, I think it's really good because it, it, it tells a really good story. I can't, that's the word. I, I can't, I need a thesaurus. <laughs> All I can think of is the word good. <laughs> I, do, I do think it was interesting that. She's a complete loner, yeah. and because of that, yeah, she sort of has to fend for herself. Mm. And she, and I'm, I'm trying to say things without giving it away. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I'm, I'm right? really, and if anyone's seen I mean. so, it, <clears throat> no, no, so I've watched that. I've watched "Knock at the Cabin," which again is worth a watch mm-hmm. if you've got nothing else on. Uh, I rewatched "Crazy Stupid Love." I like that film. That's the one with Ryan like Gosling, Steve yeah, Carell, and, uh, Steve Carell, Emma, Emma Stone. Stone. Yeah, that's a really. I really yeah. like that film. I think it's really yeah, good. Yeah, I think as far as like comedy chick flick type films go, that's one of the better yeah. ones. I think it's up there with like Forty Year Old Virgin, and it's Superbad. Be under. I think Superbad's more like a teen movie. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I don't think that's a chick um, flick. No, it's not a chick no. flick. You're right. Date Night. I mean, all three films are Steve Carell. Date Night is a good one as well. Date Night. Have you not seen that? I'm thinking that one. Oh, that's the one with that's Tina Fey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good that one. Is a good film. But yeah, no, great. Yeah, I watched Crazy Stupid Love. That was that's yeah, that's a good film. There's there's a lot of good scenes in it. You know, you know when he's in the car and he's like, "Please shut up, or I'm going to get out the car right now." <laughs> she carries on talking. She's like, okay. <laughs> he just launches <laughs> himself out. <laughs> Yeah, um, I like the bit where he keeps where he's winding him up because he's got like a GoPro <coughs> wallet and he keeps yeah. ripping it open and <laughs> just gets as enough of it. Just ask the the lady at the counter where her wallets are. <laughs> it's it's the meme as well, you know. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just For just any- to describe yeah. what Mike was doing. It is, there is a meme of Ryan Gosling where, like, his look of pure—I don't know—shock, dismay, like disgust. Just disgust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at Steve Carell's. That performance is coming in handy now, isn't it? <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So, so I've watched that. That's good. That's a good mm. film. Worth a watch if no one's seen it. Uh, I have watched the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, which mm. we have spoken about. I still haven't watched that yet. Do, do you know what? I keep looking at things to watch. And I keep forgetting about that film, but I don't need to watch it. Next week, I promise I, I wouldn't watch it well, by next week. I wouldn't really call it a film. It's like a long episode, isn't it? Like you were saying, it's yeah, only it's like 45 yeah, it's minutes just, long. It's just like a story retelling kind mm. of thing. You know how like on Christmas you get like, um, you get actors reading a, a story, like a nighttime yeah. story or whatever. And then they do like a little bit of an animation. It's kind of like that kind of sound. Right. It's only like 50 minutes like long. Like an adult Gruffalo. Yeah, it's it's very well done though. It's very artistic, mm. um, and it's set up like it's the well, world. I thought anyway, it's kind of like a stage set up where the sets get changed and it goes up and down and whatnot. And there's loads of cool um, what you call it like uh, transitions. That's the word. Thank that's you. Okay. That Joe, that thesaurus. I know. God, it's working for me. 
<laughs> oh, I need to get one. Um, yeah, no, again, that's that's worth a watch if you're into arty stuff. If you're not into arty stuff, then get, give it a wide berth, I reckon. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'll get that watch. And Joe, when you watch it, you'll have to let me know what yes. you think. We can have proper in-depth talk. I then. will do. Um, and then there's two series that I've watched, one of which I know you've watched, so I'll say that last. Um, but the other one was The Reckoning, which we've spoken about before. It's the Jimmy Savile series. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, you've watched it? I've watched all of it. Oh, yeah, okay. I've binged, I watched two episodes last night. And then I'm not going to lie, I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, came out. Well, there we go. I think it came out Sunday. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll have to give that a watch. So was it like what I thought it was like, where it's got the actual victims telling the narrative and then it's got like little snippets no, no. of the documentary? So each episode, it, it it starts off with a little bit of like footage of real Savile doing something. Right. Like in the first one, it was, uh, it was his funeral and um, like the, the church person, what do you call it, the priest, mm. He like is doing his like eulogy speech type yep. thing, and then it comes up with like during this period, Jimmy Savile, Jimmy Savile did this, and he got he. This is a story about how he he hid in plain sight and got away with it. Um, and then it done like a little bit of like an interview with some of the victims, right. and then got into the dramatization of everything. So in each episode, you do see the victims, and they do give a little bit of their account and what they think and how they felt and how they're dealing with it and stuff, which I think is a really nice touch. Yeah. I think it's important to hear it. Um, but yeah, and then you then you but you do actually watch the dramatization of sort of his life, which is weird because it's, it's it, what he's done is horrible, and he's a deplorable man. Yeah. Is that a word to use? I don't know. <laughs> deplorable. Dubious. Yeah, d- yeah, yeah, deplorable. Okay. Yeah. Can I have um, my thesaurus back now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's weird to see this. It's basically like a biopic made by the people that enabled him. It's just, it's, it, I, I got like undertones of like glorification kind of thing, mm. which I know it's not supposed to be. Yeah. Like that, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's tough, isn't it? Because, <laughs> It's tough to sell that kind of story without. God, how can I do this in a sensitive way? It's, <laughs> it's well, it's so heavily based around him, though. That's the thing. Like, yeah. if it was, if it was more, it's the victim story, and then he props up every now and again. Yes, that I can understand. Yeah. But it's it's basically him. And, and the thing is, obviously, they've got to be careful about what how they show him because obviously the things that we're seeing, it's all going to be witness account. Yeah. The stuff that we don't see of him, but the stuff we see of him, he's painted in this light as being the philanthropist. Phil- Hold on, where's my... Philanthropist. Yeah. <laughs> philanthropist. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, thesaurus won't help you with pronunciation. <laughs> philanthropist. Fist? Yeah, Is that okay. it? Yeah. Phil- okay, yeah. that'll do. Uh- <laughs> Um, and uh, you know how I remember that. On. Have you seen the play that goes wrong? Yes. There's a guy in it. He doesn't have to say it, so he has it written down in his hand, and he goes, "I'm a real philanthropist." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, obviously the the stuff that you see of him, or or, or that's it, on tape and stuff like that, is this character that he's created that's supposed to be this incredible person who's doing these incredible things. Mm. So I suppose well, it does, so it does say it... to show they've got to be careful about obviously portraying him following witness account without well, it say, just being you say fake. That. Like, without, you... ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Without it being it's... libel. Well, I don't, I don't think there's any any chance no, of that. I suppose so. <laughs> um, um, no, what I was going to say is, uh, first of all, they they do a big thing at the beginning saying that some of these have, names and events have been altered, and we've added they've added some bits in for dra- dramatic effect. Right. And then the other thing that they that 
I was going to say to what you just said is um, you do actually see a lot of, well, not like in, in detail, but you see a lot of the uh, abuse that these particular people that have come forward and on the show um, went through. Um, they really like they reenact those scenes and it's it's quite horrible mm. to watch as then you don't actually see like you see up to the point where it starts to happen yeah and then they cut away to something else yeah. but it, the leading up to that is just as uncomfortable yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know yeah and it's really but, i mean there's there is footage out there where it is uncomfortable probably not at the time because of again because of the character that he portrayed Mm. in the media but you look at it back now knowing what we know and you think yeah fuck how did like we not realize yeah well it's like that woman on was it uh top of the pops where she's like sort of bouncing around and it turns out that he was groping her right live on telly you know yeah it's fucking horrible um so i've watched that it's it, it all of that aside and the real thing aside steve coogan performance in it amazing i was gonna say that it looked good from the trailers and i was gonna ask if it did carry out but yeah really good yeah i i genuinely if i didn't know that steve coogan i would have thought that was that wow really really good i think it's up there with one of the best portrayals of a real person i've seen that's a big statement Um, yeah no it's so good he's so good it's i don't think it's quite as good as Oh, what's his name? Hang on. Um, fucking spell it right. I don't think it's quite as good as Evan Peters in the Dharma series. Oh, I think that yeah, that was is good. Top of the list, but it's not far off. I'll tell you what, I think this has given me an idea. I think next week, maybe we should put a list together. Of our mm-hmm. favorite, um, our favorite portrayals of real people in films. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. anyone listening, get in touch um, and tell us who you think is the what what you think the best portrayal of of a real person is in in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good yeah. idea. Um, so yeah, I've watched that. I have also watched, and lastly, the David Beckham documentary i've, I've thing. started it i haven't finished it yet so don't tell me too it. much but i did did well you've lived through his story Joe. yeah that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> what happens <laughs> <Does he die? laughs> now that's a good portrayal of a real person David Beckham playing David. Oh Beckham. yeah, that is a good portrayal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, see, I think it was quite upstaged by Victoria Beckham playing Victoria Beckham. If I'm being honest, <laughs> um, I did like the bit when she's obviously having a chat about. Oh, I had I had a very modest upbringing and all this, and he just yeah. pops his head in the door Working and just goes, "What car did your dad drive you to school in?" She's going, what would you think? Well, that's quite a, a bit of a long way. No, no, no. Just tell us what car your dad drove you to school in. Well, it was a Rolls Royce. Well, yeah, well, it's not modest, is it? <laughs> so they had Fisher Stevens on um, on Talk Sport the other day. And he was saying that he was, with with the interviews, he was really trying hard to make sure that they got just their perspective. So he kept telling David to go off somewhere like to go leave the house and go do something mm-hmm. but apparently he kept sticking around and kept like popping his head in every time he asked a question <laughs> yeah see now i i did get the feeling and i didn't get it up until victoria beckham did the thing with the middle class mm. thing i i got the feeling watching it that they were trying to portray themselves as something else other than what they are okay you know I got the feeling there was a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word? Suggested narrative, I guess, mm. is is what I'm trying to get at. It didn't seem totally genuine no. to me, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it was supposed to not put on, I think. Yeah. Like, there's this whole bit where he's talking about, uh, what was it? Some dark period they went through. I think it was during when it is Atomic Galaxy, 
I think it was. Oh, no, it was just before that to do with their marriage. There was a moment where he said, like, he doesn't know how he got through it, but he did it, like, three different ways. And I think he was trying to do that for, like, different cuts. Oh, right. Not, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it kind of seemed like. Um, oh. But with all that said, and taking it for what it is and face value, yeah. you kind of forget just how much of a banging player. Do you know David what? Beckham I was, was just about to say that because obviously my biggest memory of David Beckham um, is obviously his later stages of his career. Because um, mm. I, I can't believe I'm about to tell people this, but I used to be a Man United fan when I was Ugh. when I was a kid. Like I was young and immature, Mike. Sorry, but it was a hard time. Uh, but what I say is that oh, I was actually glory, I was a I was a David Beckham fan, to be honest. I used to love David Beckham. I had a I had a Man United shirt with the number seven on the back for old Bexy. Um and Well at one point I had his golden Adidas boots. Oh did you? Yeah. Ooh. You know, for the I think it was the yeah. World Cup, I think it was yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His um yeah. were they Preds? Yes. Oh, I don't okay. know. Um <laughs> But when Bex left, obviously, I stopped supporting them because there was no need for me to support a team in the Midlands when I live in South East London. Um, <laughs> and then my first ever game that I went to live was at Stamford Bridge, hence why I'm a Chelsea fan. So let's just set the record straight there. My blood runs blue. Um, <laughs> with a hint with, oh, no, not anymore. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the, the, what I was trying to get at is that the majority of his career that I actually remember was the a little bit of PSG, then mainly Galaxy. I'm oh, a little bit of Real Madrid yeah. as well. Um, you don't remember him at um, AC? No, I don't. No, no, AC. Uh, do you know what? Having said that, I remember having a FIFA game with him on the cover in an AC Milan shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the thing is, when I was growing up, it was hard enough for me to watch the Premier League games because nobody was really into football that much in my house. So I didn't really watch a lot of football, especially international football. Yeah. So seeing... But it's not as easy to get hold of nowadays where you can watch the highlights of AC Milan and Inter Milan and stuff on, on YouTube just whenever you like. So I didn't really watch a lot of international football growing up. Yeah. Uh, not international football, but football from like, other like, countries. Like continental. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't really see him play that much. And I think that's why I don't really remember how, what an amazing talent I mean, he was apart from obviously when what? he put an England shirt on. <laughs> No, he was all right for England, apart from that one time when he wasn't all right and he lashed out. Yeah. Which is what I was going to go on to say. I remember that World mm. Cup when that happened because it was being shown at my primary school during during I primary that, school. Yeah. And we was all in the big hall watching yeah. it. And I don't remember understanding what's going on because I wasn't into football yeah. at that point. I was really quite young. And just remembering everyone like shouting and then at one point getting really angry. And I was just like, oh, it's good. Yeah. But I remember Beckham doing that. See, I don't um, remember Beckham. Because I remember that World Cup and watching it in the hall. Like you say, with the, we were all gathered around like a 12-inch telly. And hmm. <laughs> I've, I've seen two. Remember... Oh, no, we had us on a projector. Oh, did you? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't go to a fancy primary <laughs> school like you did. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, I, I seem to remember us. Is that when we lost 3-0 to Brazil? It was Argentina, I think it was, wasn't it? I know we lo- that, that was the game that he lashed out and got a red card was against Argentina, wasn't it? But I've got a feeling we got kicked out of that 3-0 by Brazil. Because I seem to remember Ronaldinho. I don't Maybe my memory is ago. jagged at best. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, what I was going to say was about him being an amazing player. You name a player today, apart from maybe De Bruyne, that can ping a ball as pinpoint as Beckham could. So there's a couple that I can think of, but it wasn't as consistent. That's the thing. Beckham was so consistent. I would say Fabregas. 
No, no, today. Playing oh, today. Oh, playing today. Yeah, yeah. No. That's what I'm saying. Other than maybe De Bruyne. Yeah, no. I think that, I think that players are asked too much of nowadays. Without getting too football chatty, I think you have to be a jack of all these days. Whereas yeah. I think you could get yeah. away back then. You could get away with being a pass master. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there is no one better than the Bex. I mean, he, there was yeah. a. I remember watching the highlights for. Um, they'd done a game at. Old Trafford, like a Legends mm. game, and Beckham was playing in that. Yeah, and he's he still, still got it. I think it was from mm. like the halfway line. He puts in this early cross from the halfway line yep. and it literally lands on the toe of the striker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, amazing. It's so incredible. And I remember that Why? video. I think it was an advert for Pepsi, maybe, or it was just the random. Oh, at the beach. When he's at the beach and he's kicking the ball in the yeah. box. And there was a massive thing about that being fake. I think it's do fake. Do you still think it's fake? Yeah. yeah I think he yeah, could do it. it. I re- Maybe it weren't his first try, but I think he could have done it. I don't know. The way the ball comes down and gets perfectly into the bin, nah, it's, that's got to be fake. Yeah. If he's hit the bin, fair enough. But nah, it going perfectly three times in a row? Mm. Nah, I don't believe so. And the, like I say, the trajectory coming down is exactly the same each time. I don't believe mm. it. Anyway, what I was going to ask, just last thing on the David Beckham thing, was, so when you're watching it, not only do you realise just how good of a player he used to be, but just how big of a megastar he was, not just in football, but just in the world, generally. Mm. And my question to you is, do you think he's bigger, or was bigger, than what Ronaldo and Messi are now? Or, you know, in their heyday? Because I would say so. In the UK, yes. In England, not even in, in the England, world. Yes, not even I in the world. I think that the admiration in Portugal for Ronaldo is much more than the admiration we had for Beckham. But then again, Beckham was around at a time when the media was very much against the England football team. Do you remember yeah. every time we went into a World Cup, something would come out. Wayne Rooney's been yeah. smoking in a nightclub or um, yeah. Crouchy's been doing something dodgy in a nightclub, like literally the week yeah, before yeah. a World Cup. It almost like the media wanted to throw people off. So I think there was never really a, from the media anyway, always tried to paint a picture of, of these people and kind of knock them off their pedestal. Whereas yeah. you go to Portugal Literally, you go into a shop and the mannequins will all be shaped like Ronaldo. Yeah, but equally, but equally with, with David Beckham, he was plastered on every billboard, yeah. every advert, yeah. all of that kind of stuff all over. I, I don't remember seeing any kind of advert from Ronaldo I would say that, isn't that no other England player, past, present and even maybe future, is going to have the admiration from the country, as, as much admiration from the country as Beckham had. In terms of global megastars, even the Americans knew who oh, Beckham yeah. was in the, in the time when NFL was just in its MLS, infancy. Yeah. You know, MLS, sorry. Um, and it, like, I think it was the Sun newspaper you see in the documentary, they go around the world to try and find someone who hasn't heard of Beckham. Mm. And it was some random farmer in like, um, New Guinea or somewhere. Yeah. So, like that—that's a yeah. thing, you know. He was the first player to get all the brand deals. Yep. He went to Real Madrid purely because he, um, the president knew that if they got him, he would triple their revenue. Real Madrid, <laughs> one of the biggest teams in the world, he tripled tripled their revenue. Yeah. Which I'm not—I'm not sure if I'm sure Ronaldo did the same, but like coupled with everything else. Beckham was a fucking megastar, you know. Getting married to someone who's a member of the, the, Spy, time, of the, Spice the biggest, the biggest yeah. music musical acts in the yeah. world, you know. Yeah, megastar. Yeah, and I and mean, I, I, even yeah. he was he was quite a big figure in terms of like fashion as well. well he always it, had exactly. the most fashionable haircut. He always used to be wearing the best clothes. And uh, yeah. I, again, going back to what listening to Talk Sport, they were saying about there was a picture of David Beckham and he's got a belt on with a phone holder. 
like you know yeah. like a little holster for your phone on your yeah, belt yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. like if anyone else tried to do that they would just look like a massive nonce <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but because it's bex he just pulls it off <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah i would agree in in that respect that yeah he is a mega 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 star mm. but is he <laughs> bigger than messi and ronaldo in terms of football Yes. No. Yeah. But in terms of global notoriety in their yes. heyday, I would say that he But is. then again, I feel like football is bigger now than it was then. And even then, I would say yeah. so. In terms of global notoriety. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, there's a fucking film made after Beckham. Oh, yeah, Bend It Like, Beckham. not to do with Beckham, yeah. but, you know, Bend It Like Beckham, yeah. Mm. Although Ronaldo's got a documentary, he doesn't have a film made yeah, after Yeah, that's him. true. And so Bex, so is Bex. Bex has got a documentary as well. No, yeah, he does, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I reckon. Mad. Yeah. Mad Andy big. owns a football team. Ronaldo don't. And there's so, that. Yeah, fuck yeah. you, Ronaldo. Well, who knows? He might get a share in one of the Saudi teams. Yeah, potentially. When he was yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's all I've been watching. That's what me call up. Um, and we're hitting the hour mark, so should we get on to the... Well, Mike, I've got a bit of news. Some good news, finally, oh. out of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. So, okay. the writer's strike is now over. The actor strike still going on um, until they, they, they're trying to come to some kind of arrangement and deal. But the writers are now officially off of strike. And I've got a couple of key points here for what they got in return okay. of going back into work, basically. So they've secured free pay rises over three years, which will okay. start at 5% in the first year, 4% in the second, 3.5% in the third. Um, they also have now been given staffing minimums in the writer's room. So it's not all down to one person that's going to be incredibly overworked. There now has to be a minimum of... Like X yeah. amount of, of writers for each show and film. And the biggest one, in my opinion, is this. So it says, turn into AI. The parties agreed that artificial intelligence entities are not regarded as writers under the MBA, meaning that no script generated by AI is considered literary material. So basically, they can't use any scripts made by AI. Yeah, which when you told me this just before we started recording, my first thought was they kind of shot themselves in the foot there because if they get stuck, they can just pop it into chat GPT, but I can't do that anymore. Um, <coughs> the second thing is, how do they know what's AI generated and what's not? I think in terms how, of, how can I, I, I think what, what it is, is, I mean, if the writer wanted to use AI, they could probably get away with it, but they would still pro produce that to the Hollywood studios as this is my script. But right. what it's saying the is the studio can't, can't not hire any writers for a film, get AI to generate the, the script, and yeah. then make a film about it. That has to yeah. go through a writer. Otherwise, mm. writers will become extinct. <laughs> Yeah, you know this is going to have a massive knock-on effect to just industry as a whole when it comes to AI. Because yeah. um, I was I was reading something the other day about AI saying that there's an AI and machine learning um, being developed to see the signs of I think it's dementia. I think it was. Oh, okay. Which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know why I brought that up, but like no, but yeah, what I'm I trying mean... to say is. AI is good in some respects, but when it's taking like like that, for instance, that's amazing. Yeah. And I think that there is some really good applications for AI in in the world going forward. Yeah, but when it comes to creativity, yeah, I don't think we should be using AI for yeah. creativity because I think that's what makes humans humans is our, yeah. the fact that we can be creative, um, and especially with things like writing for films and stuff like that. One, I think films are going to lose their their kind of magic if it's just mm. AI pumping out 
script yeah. after script after script after script because they can work 24 hours, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not going to get that human element to it. At the end of the day, AI can only reproduce what's put in. Hmm. So, you, but you need that human touch and you need to be able to come up with new ideas as opposed to just rehashing old ideas. Like, I know, Mike, that's yeah. a pet peeve of yours. Like, if we can <laughs> only put this into a computer, it's not going to potentially come up with its own way of doing, like, this old, new extravagant way of making a film. Hmm. It's just going to be rehashing what it is being taught. Yeah, what it's being Exactly, yeah. so... Uh, and the fact, obviously, that if that does become a reality, there will be no need for writers anymore, and I think that's mm. probably that's obviously problematic in itself. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm glad I'm glad about that, and good yeah. on them because I think it's it'll about be, time that it'll be interesting to the to the big wigs. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what other industries will use this as like case law mm. to go against yeah, AI. Yeah, 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 potentially, and the uses of AI. Um, I know it's a big issue in education at the moment, AI and whatnot, yeah. with like coursework and stuff. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's certainly very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that they've come to an agreement. Now. So basically, yeah. going forward, we might have new news about new films coming out. Yay! Mm. Yay! Potentially. Oh, I've, I've, I've I have heard actually a bit of news. Mm. Um, the. <sighs> it called Napoleon film the Napoleon film apparently they've recut it to shorten it and (laughs) it's still four hours long oh fucking hell it's still four hours long Jesus yeah yeah so they're 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 struggling to get it below three hours right um so that's gonna be interesting oh wow yeah that's um That's excessive. I mean, I like Joaquin Phoenix, but four hours of Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and God, the yeah. amount of hats that he must go through <laughs> in four hours. <laughs> well, no, he's just the same hat, isn't he? Didn't take it off. <laughs> I still think it should be Unless he... <laughs> Napoleon, the origin of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> the hat legacy. <laughs> the, hat the, hat, the hat dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we? Shall we go on to the uh, headline? The Is funny that... headline of the week. Yes. Yeah. Emotional support alligator denied entry into baseball stadium. Fans are surprised to see an alligator turn up to a Philadelphia Phillies baseball match with its owner, Joey Hen- Henny. Joey Henny. Sorry, there's a full stop there. <laughs> with its owner, Joey Henny has said that there are they were to meet the players in the arranged visit but they had to go another time. Oh. oh. And if you see this picture, and I'll probably put it onto the socials, he's a cute little... He actually is. Are you looking at the picture with his little sunglasses on? He's got little sunglasses on. <laughs> so the alligator yeah. is called Wally or Wally Gator. And is considered a support animal and has tens of thousands of followers on social media. Oh, we're gonna have to give him a shout yeah. out. Yeah, so shout out to Wally and shout out to Joey as well. Um, yeah. Look, I think if and there's a there's a video of him going on for a walk through some fountains. Oh, oh. oh yeah, I see it. Oh. I think at the end of the day, if that's her emotional support animal, who's who's to like? You can't stop. No, if I chose my emotional support uh, animal to be a sloth and I need emotional support, then I'm going to want to take my emotional support sloth. So just because he's an alligator, I mean, it's on a leash. According to Mr. Henny, he doesn't ever buy it. Apparently, even his food has to be dead and handed to him. Um, he's helped Mr. Henny through his depression and he's got a lot of people's attention. He's famous for hugs and kisses, Aww. apparently. The thing is, this is he nice. a baby because he looks quite small, unless he's like a, well, can, a type of alligator that only gets yeah to that size. I mean, I think, it, I think it's crocodiles that get big. Oh, isn't is it? it? I think alligators are generally oh, I think smaller. Alligators I think. are still big, but there's something to do with oh, their noses or something that 
differentiates them. Look, I'm not Steve Irwin. I don't know about the difference between them. But I wonder if he has to get because I've just seen here that the Phillies stated that guide dog service animals and other service animals in training are welcome. All other animals are prohibited. So I wonder if he has to get this like registered as a state as an official emotional support. Uh, yeah, and I wonder what this is going to do going forwards because mm. obviously this has made big news, the fact that it's made it all the way over to old Blighty. So yeah. what is there going to be a law changed where emotional support animals don't have to be recognised as just dogs. Mm. And it'd be interesting because I would be quite scared to see an alligator yeah. at a sports game. <laughs> but if if you can prove that he is genuinely not dangerous, yeah. then I don't know how you would prove that, but then yeah, I suppose that'd You've be fine. Got, you put your head in his mouth. And then if it don't bite down, you're <laughs> alright. And if it does then you're not alright. <laughs> you're headless. <laughs> Yeah, let's get a line of people to test that out. <laughs> but where does it end? Do you start taking lions to the to the ball game? What about bears? Bears, yeah. Oh my. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I think, like I said before, I think look, if that's her emotional support animal, then it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a dog. If you find emotional support with your alligator. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess when they say service dogs, I think they mean like for the blind and for yeah. the blind and hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rather than because if you go into a sports game, maybe the argument that they're having is you don't need emotional support to be at a sports game. Yeah. Even if we lose, you can go home and get your emotional support. Alligator, give you don't need it there and kisses from yeah. Accounting. <laughs> um so yeah so with that said shall we end it there? now as joe said we would love to hear your um your opinions on which actors have portray- portrayed even uh real people in real life but we also coming up to the it's, it's we're now in october so we're coming up to the end of the year and we're putting together a little bit of a no, best of 2023 secret but not a secret we want to hear what your favourite bits of the year are so get in touch with what you think has been funny or emotional if we're at all emotional I don't think we are emotionally unhinged emotional baggage maybe we need it yeah that's it we're going to hire a we'll have an emotional support spicy boy oh yes (laughs) Or spicy boys. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, so yeah, hit us up with your favourite moments, or just you know, just just let us know if, if in recent episodes that you listen to, just just chuck them along. Just let us know, and then we'll make note of it, and maybe we'll put it together yes. into something for Christmas. We're working on a lot of things. Save for Christmas for the end of the year. Um, yeah, I think that's yes. it. Uh, oh, Joe! Actually, oh. I was going to say. So we've been putting on uh, Ritz. clips onto on onto social oh, yes, media, and I just want to read out some of the comments that we've been getting oh, on TikTok. Okay. So a few, I think like a month or so ago now, we put a video up about it was when I was talking about the metal to do with oh, Okay, yeah. So that's our most watched clip on TikTok. Nearly four thousand views. With nearly 300 likes Ooh. and 18 favorites. Ooh. We've had five comments. I just want to read the comments out. So we've got, um, sorry, four comments because one of them's me. <laughs> I, was, I was joining in. <laughs> so we've got one from Mike mm-hmm. Evans. That's Hello, Mike. awesome. Oh, thank you, Mike. You're awesome. We think <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> we've got one from Jip. Hello, Jip. That's awesome. Oh, God, you're so awesome, Jip. I'm yeah. starting to believe that this may not be legitimate. <laughs> we've we've got one from Spaghetti. That's spaghetti, yeah. And we awesome. That, that that's okay, awesome. It's awesome. And then lastly from Doctor Fart. Oh. <laughs> this is legit, like look. Doctor Fart. Oh, what doctor it, are you? Dental? Uh let me have a look. He might have videos. No, he does he does gaming videos in oh, this. Okay. Life. 
Uh, but yeah, he said that's awesome. Oh, cool. That's. And then and then I joined him saying it's awesome. That's awesome. There you go. So that's we've not had any other comments. That's all we had. I just thought I'd share that with you. I thought it was quite that's funny. Good. Well, we yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome, really. and we think you're all awesome for listening to us being awful. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. So on that, should we should we say goodbye? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to say anything as to finish off? That's awesome. You have been listening to the Missing Intelligence Pod. Joe, where can people come and join the chat? Well, you can tweet us on Twitter. You can slide into our DMs on Instagram. Duet us on TikTok. Poke us on Facebook. Don't subscribe to us on YouTube. Or, um, uh, what do you do on threads? I don't know. Um, like, so, maybe? So us on threads? Is that a thing? I don't know. It's so new. So us on threads. There you go. Why not? All of them are at the Missing Intel pod. So find us there and let us know your thoughts and join the chat today.